Hello, Rob. I haven't spoken to you in ages. What have you been up to? Oh, hello. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, that's what I think. The world's gone crazy. I mean, uh, yeah. Since uh, I've been sort of locked in my, my, my small abode and uh, just kind of had to... Well, I've not been able to work for a long time. Um, yeah, it's been a bit weird. What about you? Yeah, I was locked in, in a way, in a city of uh, desperation by the tyranny of Daniel Andrews in Melbourne. He's the premier there, you see. And, uh, well, we endured the longest lockdown in the world. So I pretty much just escaped oh. that to a new life in a new city. Here's my story. Did you <laughs> Is your book coming out soon? Very soon, very soon. Still oh, working on a good. title. It sounds gripping. It sounds like something maybe Nicolas Cage could maybe be in. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, he is the master of uh, of drama. And that was, you know, definitely being locked in Melbourne was a drama. But, uh, yeah, it sounds like we've got a lot to catch up on. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, it's good to be back. We, we've, uh, it feels like, well, has it been what, like... It's been almost I mean, a year, I think. Uh, if you count, what? if you count the last episode being your, I think March episode of when you were meant to do a marathon last year. Oh yeah. Oh well, definitely wasn't uh, crying about that being cancelled at all. You'd have been a super spreader. De- <laughs> it was definitely uh, one of the positives to come out of this whole shebang. Yeah. So, um, all right, should we? Uh, let's get cracking today's episode. Let's go. Welcome to the show. This is the jam. The jam, tugging at your sleeve like the annoying little kid you wish you never had. <laughs> Welcome with your hosts, Mark and Rob. The jam. So yeah, Rob, elaborate. How have you found the last year? Okay, Uh, well, we went into lockdown in, what, April? No, March last year. And uh, at first, it was kind of one of those novelty things. It was like, oh, okay, I might be, I live on my own. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not, you know, not too Mm. bad. It was nice and sunny. I was uh, sat in my little prison yarn I've got out here. Don't really have a garden. Just sort of played a bit of guitar, just sort of chilling out, not really worrying about too much. But one good thing that came out of it was Man, Cop and Seals came out of nowhere. It did, it did. Well, that's it, you know. Under pressure, diamonds are made. And I feel like if there was an award, which I'm probably sure there is that we're not aware of, you know, we would definitely be nominated, or at least considered to be nominated for, uh, you know, a groundbreaking podcast cop comedy show. It's a very niche category, but it did, uh, did come to fruition through the stresses of being locked down but yeah like you say you know out of uh out of a out of a bad situation we definitely made good i reckon i oh, definitely yeah so obviously our, our, our podcast went from this this sort of chat didn't it to and um, the idea of man cop and uh well could we you know i thought i'd give a bit of a background behind where it came from really um well yeah definitely go for it okay all right so uh, years and years ago, um, me and a few of my friends were watching a, a football match or soccer, and so watching again. At the top left, they have the they have the score, obviously, um, and they have a little abbreviation of the of the teams. And one was Man, and then the other was Cop because Man United were playing Copenhagen. And okay, I was thinking right. Man Cop. 
Hmm. As you can tell, the game wasn't very, very exciting. So I was just sort of drifting away and uh, I was thinking, man, cop, that sounds like some sort of detective or something. And funnily enough, I, I just messaged my mate and he was like, I was thinking the same thing. So, you know, it just wasn't just me. And uh, so ever since then, and this was probably back, this is probably like, my God, this must be like um, early, like this year 2000, 2001, something like that. Yeah. And uh, so a long, long time ago. And I was, uh, so ever since then, we've, uh, me and my mates called each other man cop. It's one of those stupid things. And I came up with this thing that, and the justice is just the beginning as a line I've yeah, had for a long great time. Great tagline. And um, it just, you know, one of those things that, and I, I wrote a, a sort of movie um, trailer script, but unfortunately can't find that, which was annoying. But the idea was always there. My, my laptop's called man cop and my phone's called man cop. And <laughs> we call each other that, you know, it's one of that. It's, it's, so it's always been there. And then, Obviously, this opportunity came along. We're like, uh, I was thinking, and then obviously we ch- we chatted about this whole man cop idea, and then we're like, what we come up with a, you know, we need a sidekick, and then obviously you came up with Seal, and it just fit, you know, just one of those perfect sort of man cop and Seal, and and I was like, yes, and I got really excited about it and wrote the theme tune for it, and I you know spent nine hours because I just because you know it just felt like it felt like you could just do whatever. Well, that's it. When it's flowing, you know, don't interrupt it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I didn't have anything. I didn't have to worry about, you know, time constraints or whatever at the time. So it felt quite free. And, and then it just sort of happened. And then obviously then, you know, we started to actually come up with the idea of what we're going to do. And it just, yeah, it was amazing. So it's gone. It's a 20 year journey. And then all of a sudden it's alive. Culminated in. Yeah, exactly. On the Internet where all the good things are. Um, but yeah, no, rightly so, like you say. So yeah, pretty much with the fact that we were kind of trying to base our conversations on things that would be happening from week to week. But obviously, with the whole world being locked down, it was just repeating itself, wasn't it? You know, it was just the same thing. Uh, how long is it going to go on for? Yada, yada, yada. And so, yeah, we had to we had to diversify our portfolio of creativity. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, you obviously have explained there the story behind that. And then I think, I don't know, Seal was just one of those things that just popped into my head because, I don't know, well, all sort of cop shows, you know, you got Startsky and Hutch, you know, Tango and Cash movie, but still. So, yeah, there's always like this, I guess, with his name being Man Cop, like a double-barreled name, you know, having just a, a one single thing after it sounded good and... Yeah, seal just sounded right, you know, <laughs> just sounded right. I'm not sure why, but, you know, that's the, uh, it was the universe, you know, birthing the genius <laughs> that is. Yeah. Um, and then 70s, I don't know, I think it just seemed right, didn't mm. it, to set it in the 70s, yeah. you know? Um, just that, yeah, again, going back with Starsky and Hutch and stuff like yeah. that, it just, that's what come to mind when uh, you presented me with the idea uh, of that, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, like you say, there's the, sometimes with, an, you know, not having a just like the idea came up with a name for like for seal and stuff and the idea doesn't need to have any sometimes just doesn't need a huge bloody massive backstory it's just like it just fits it goes with it and it's Mm. you just never look back from there so that's um, it mate that's it you just keep running with it like we i still stand by the lost method you know just make it up as you go along you know and they were (laughs) successful so yeah absolutely well yeah having no clear ending and then obviously massive cop out at the end but I don't. I don't want to get into that because I'm. I'll probably get angry and uh, throw. You know, I get upset. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, we don't need to. I mean, I'm sure there's <laughs> probably a whole podcast somewhere dedicated to rewatching that show. And that was back in the day when you had, you know, what, like 25 episode a season or something. So not like now when you got a nice concise 
Netflix miniseries. You know, you max out at 10 and that's it, you're done. Um, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we, the, the world finally saw sense. I think we all just got sick of having to watch, like, some of the scenes must have been, oh, they were just so pointless. Or the episode, just like, oh, yeah. let's bore everyone to death. And do you know, I think it was that writer strike. Do you remember when they had that writer strike yes, years ago? Yes, I do remember that, yeah. And that, that really um, condensed things. And you're like, oh, actually, we could actually, you know, half the amount of episodes and get some quality over quantity. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, that's what that's why we we gone for the classic British um number of episodes of 6 because yes. Oh, uh, well, I suppose technically 7, but it's, you know, that sort of thing because otherwise, you know, you just get you end up just making episodes about, you know, saving a duckling from a drain or something. Yeah, that's it. There's no filler like that here, you know, just solid quality sometimes you know, half hour, sometimes slightly less episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have got no, we don't, we don't conform. We just remake a show, and it is what it is. It's either sixteen minutes or it's twenty-seven minutes, whatever. There's no, exactly. there's no, yeah. So, so that was, um, that was something that was one of the best things about um the first initial lockdowns. I was just spending hours doing that and having a great time. Yeah, you know, learning how to make music for like a, a score for it and stuff. That was great fun. Um, yeah, great and, job on you that know, one. Just, just being able to be silly and come up with these silly ideas, and obviously me and you are pretty good at doing that. So, mm. um, so yeah, um, trying to think for the year. Then I got oh, I got a job. I had a job. Uh, I got myself because I couldn't work. Um, being self, being a drive instructor, I couldn't work. So yeah, I course. had to. Um, I got a job in. I think it was the Ju- beginning of June. I think around that time, I got a job doing the track and trace call center thing. Um, oh yeah, that's which, right. I remember. Which was the easiest job I've ever had because I, so it was a bit of a mess. You know, they they tried to set this all up. But anyway, I I worked there for six weeks part time and I answered one phone call. So that's the only <laughs> bit of work I did. <laughs> the easiest the money time. you've ever made. It really is. It really was. And um, I just read books and played some games and stuff. So, you know, that was cool. Um, and I did oh I did some volunteering as well. I did um I I volunteered for this NHS volunteer service thing. So I was I was ended up um delivering farms um what do you call it prescriptions to right, people yep. that were shielding. They weren't allowed to learn out of the house and stuff. So that was quite a cool little good deed I did. Um, quite the Mother Teresa in your downtime. <laughs> I know. Just yeah. Just I just needed that tea towel on my head and I'd have been away. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I then, uh, what was it then? I oh, I managed to well, so I managed there about four, I think it was the fourth of July, which coincidentally was the day that I passed my driving test fourteen years earlier, um, as when we were allowed to go back to work. So that yeah. was quite cool. Um, but then I did already I had tickets to go to Ibiza a few weeks later, so we were I'm in and are in. Do I do we go or don't yeah, we go? Do we and then, risk it? Are we allowed to go? And then we were told we were Will allowed to go. there be enough drugs still there? You know, who knows, you know? Like, is it going to be the same Ibiza of, of what you remember? Yeah. Well, you go, see, you just don't know what you're going to, what's going to happen. So I, um, well, we were told we could go. So we thought, oh, sod it, we'll go. We've paid for it. So went to Ibiza. Everything was shut. So yeah. really there was the oh. hotel. I mean, the beaches were great. We still had a good time, but there was no clubs open or anything. And there was yeah. a few, few bars we saw some cool sunsets and went on a speedboat and that speedboat was hilarious so we were just sort of, sort of drunk on this speedboat and 
led on the front of the speedboat and it was so bumpy we were getting thrown up in the air and I cracked my tooth um, oh that Jesus was, yeah and um, yeah that was that was mad it was mad f- a few days but when we were out there the then the government decided you have to quarantine for two weeks when you get back so oh, yeah so they finally started bringing some measures in to reel it in okay yeah so I um so, so when I got back, I was obviously quite pissed, pissed off because I was at work for three weeks and then I had to have two weeks off. Well, it's effectively three weeks off work because I was a week away, two weeks off when I got back. So I had three weeks back off work, oh, <laughs> not gosh. doing anything. And then, and then I was back at work. So that, yeah, so that was, it was kind of, I'm glad I went because it was good fun, met some cool people. But um, yeah, it turned out to be a bit of a nightmare for it, yeah, it could have been worse. I mean, I got to go away, so I can't really complain. Yeah, that's true. Um, what I was going to say, it sounds like Ibiza's become some sort of nature reserve, you know? Like, all the bars are shut, and, like, you know, nature's reclaiming the land, and it's flourishing. <laughs> You're there watching sunsets, you know? It sounds beautiful, mate. It sounds lovely. It was you know, it was bloody beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh, well, while you yeah. were standing on the sandy shores of, uh, of Ibiza, I was uh, pretty much locked up under, you know, the regime of Danielle Andrews. So, you know, I've told you many a time about him. He's the premier of uh, of Victoria here in Australia. And, yeah, so, you know, we went into our lockdown. Oh, God, it was probably around the same time, maybe around April-ish. And, uh, yeah, like our cases just kind of kept climbing, but things were kind of okay, like in terms of, you know, their restrictions. And then all of a sudden overnight, they decided to do a 180. And uh, yeah, we were chucked in to full on lockdown. Um, you know, obviously restaurants and such are closed, takeaway only. But then we were put under pretty much like house arrest because we weren't able to go even five kilometers from our house. Um, so that's when, you know, had a few weeks of that. Yeah, you know, had a couple of the goes of making sourdough as you do, you know, make your own <laughs> butter. All the trends, you know, all the trends. Discover what TikTok was, you know, went real deep uh, into boredom. And then came time to plan the great escape, mate. Um, you know, you've got your prison yard. I pretty much had a balcony. I was pacing that like it's Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we pretty much were like, well, because we lived in Adelaide before. So we were just kind of like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have to go back. But at this point, Daniel Andrews had his, and I quote, ring of steel around the city <laughs> apparently is what he was called. well that's what he was ring calling it steel. um yeah wow. i know it's ring of steel i know that's it it's it's feeling it's starting to feel very north korean you know i think like the sister city of melbourne must be pyongyang but um <laughs> yeah so we were just like well we, we kind of have to go like it wasn't doing us any good to be stuck there like we weren't working um and the, well the difference being as well like you know back in the uk it's kind of like as a whole country, you're pretty much in the same boat. Whereas here, it was different. You know, it was just Victoria that was locked down. And, you know, like people in Sydney are living it up. You know, they're still down the beach, you know, licking windows and touching strangers <laughs> and doing whatever the, the good free people get to do. And same over here in Adelaide. So, yeah, we just were like, well, we're going to have to go. And we pretty much packed our bags under the cover of darkness. Like, it was pretty much like escaping over the Berlin Wall. And we, yeah, it's we like ended Mad up... like Mad Max, wasn't it? You were just yeah, in the cold like Mad Max. Yeah, pretty much, mate. Yeah, it was like, yeah, escape from New York. It was insane. Like, we left at 4 a.m. and just, like, were driving packed up most of our stuff uh, that we could um, and yeah just was driving and we got to the point where we 
intercepted the ring of steel and pretty much thought, oh, okay, this is it. It's, you know, that's it. It's over. It's back back to the CBD for us. Thrown back but into luckily, the ring. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Getting thrown, bounced back off, you know, like a, like a boxing ring, just bouncing straight back. And then in the end, um, we managed to get through because... You know, they were too busy. You know, there was a uh, line of cars they were pulling off to one side. But thank God there was three cars they were dealing with, you know, three cars. So, you know, they clearly (laughs) overworked. Um, But it worked out for us because, you know, we got through that ring of steel and I'm alive today to tell that story it's like that um Um, that that song in it by queen that sort of want to break free surely had that yeah pretty much right pretty uh, yeah yeah pretty much well funnily enough as well as we got through that um that checkpoint checkpoint charlie um (laughs) we were driving past and on the hill there was like this weird church and there was just this huge crucifix that was lit up. And, you know, I'm not religious, but I'm sure if you were inclined, you probably would have been like, well, it was God's plan. You know, he was looking out for us. But no, um, yeah, yeah, God was guarding away with the light that's of the it. Lord. That's it. Illuminate the path to freedom. Um, but yeah, so that's that was what happened. You know, wow. we, we just left and then sort of figured everything out when we got here, really. Went back to, like, my partner's parents' house and stuff. So, yeah, um... Yeah, that was wow, my escape. So- that was pretty much my year, really, was mainly just stuck at home. And then the latter mm. uh, latter part of the year was, yeah, just getting out and setting up setting up a new life like a, like a refugee. It's like, you know, you had the sort of real boring, quite a few boring six months, whatever you would be in Melbourne. And then, bam, it's like this yeah. mad, crazy, drenching-fueled escape to freedom. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. It's yeah, like, well, it's like five, was it Five or Goes West or whatever? Is it like that when you were like, is it that what was he's called? The mouse, the the film with the mouse in. What's that? Uh, What's his name? Well, five, the only thing I can or? think of is Rescuers Down Under. Or the no, rescuers. no, no, no. That's the sequel to The Rescuers, which, uh, right. which I love that movie. But no, is it Five or Goes West? The little mouse. Maybe the, it, I can't say I've seen that one. Oh, well, that, that reference fell flat on its face, didn't it? <laughs> oh, it did, it did. Well, clearly I didn't do lockdown right because I should have seen that movie. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, crikey. Well, at least you made it out alive and uh, you made a good, a better life for yourself out west. So... Indeed, mate, indeed. So, yeah, things things here, are they're good. Yep, everything's, you know, fairly normal as it can be compared to, you know, old Europe and such. But, yeah, um, but like you say, going back to... You know, we moved away from this kind of chat format because we realised what we like doing is is stupid voices, really. I mean, that was pretty much apparent in all of our advertisements that we had running through the <laughs> yeah. shows. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, just sort of found a new lease of life um, after Man, Cop and Seal. We uh, How did... Um, well, I was going to say, yeah, I guess we should explain a bit about driving Minutes. Oh, yes, yeah. So, uh, obviously, that's the latest uh, incarnation of the show. Um, so obviously being, uh, being a drive instructor myself, I thought, where's well, a gold, my treasure trove of ideas and crazy characters that, um, I've heard about and, or, or met myself. So we thought, well, it's gotta be done, isn't it? We've got to do it. And, and of then, course. I mean, <laughs> Mark, we try to think of the name for the driving school and Mark was just, I think you came, you said the only thing I could think of was, uh, obviously you're dro- driving me nuts, you know, driving. Yeah, so just like a really was... shit pun, yeah, really obvious pun. <laughs> but it kind of worked, and then we kind of, yeah, turned it into driving me nuts and uh, sort of 
you know, it, it's, I don't know, if, if I tell someone about it, it makes them laugh. So, I mean, it definitely was the right choice, mate. So it was definitely... Well, that's good. Even, that's good. You know, I mean, it's one of those ones where sometimes you think, ah, but then you can't think of anything better. You think, right, that's got to be the one then. You know, you can't... Yeah. You can't be that. So, and obviously... Um, coming up with the, you know, thinking of the characters and stuff like that, and uh, I don't really know where um, sometimes some of these characters come from because me and yeah. me and you all just just chat and just uh, come up with some ideas, and uh, we just sort of it just snowballs, doesn't it? It just kind of uh, it goes, does. Well, uh, with the you know creation of Minute himself, I mean, it just kind of sound the only way you could like corrupt driving me nut, uh, driving me nuts, I guess, is by having some sort of vaguely Turkish, Persian-sounding <laughs> last name. And, of course, uh, you know, he was brought to life so uh, so creatively by by yours truly there. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then in terms of, yeah, like you say, it just kind of snowballs, uh, you know, with Greg being an older, disgruntled gentleman, you know, one of those kind of, like, blokes you'll meet down the pub who's, you know, seen it all, knows it all, done yeah. it all. Yeah, I think also, you know, it was one of those ones where you get, and when you think of a drama instructor, you think of an older, old bloke who's, like you say, who's, who's almost kind of just, uh, he's almost, why is he doing this job? He's just angry at people for doing things wrong. Why are you, you know, that sort of stereotype yeah. of, um, um, yeah, that's what, uh, you know, the idea that I, I thought you think, you know, that's what I was used to think of as a drama instructor. And uh, obviously that's not the case anymore, but. It certainly makes for a good, uh, a good character where you know, and yeah, Greg, Greg Lamb, a sort of cracking Greg name. Greg Lamb, <laughs> yeah, Greg <laughs> Lamb. These are all very real people. These could all be very. Real. I'm sure there is a real Greg Lamb. There has and, to be. Uh, I'd love to meet. He might hope... be a driving instructor. We're not sure. <laughs> I hope he's as cockney as uh, as Greg Lamb. And then I hope I mean, so Co- too. Colin Crumpet, what a name. Um, yeah, well, you know, he's just, he's a bit of a, a uh, bit of an oddball, a bit of an outsider, that guy, isn't he? And uh, yeah, he's just that sort of, I guess, yeah, like small town idiot in a way, but um, but the lovable idiot, you know? Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. A sort of, um, almost a sort of innocence there. Um, a sort of innocent like a crumpet, I suppose. It's um... Yeah, exactly. Full of holes mm. uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. just full of, yeah. Yeah, Crazy you know man. the, I mean, sort of sophistication and um, and suave sort of is you know drips through the porous holes of the crumpet that he is. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. I thought for some reason I thought when you said like sophisticated, I just thought of a crumpet with caviar on it for some reason. <laughs> oh, but yeah. God. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, maybe not that. Word. You know, not well. not quite. But yeah, he's like a he's like a Devonshire cream tea that sort of sat in the sun too long i think that's uh, <laughs> yeah that's what definitely. i think of his brain you know yeah yeah oh definitely definitely uh, two great characters so i think we're gonna actually be able to talk to those two so our uh, coming up after the break is uh, an interview with the main characters of drive minutes greg lamb and colin crumbit do you dream of being a model but are held back by people describing you as frumpy wonky or potato-like. Then we want you. At Average Joe's Modeling Agency, we need average people to represent extremely average products. 
We cater for clients all the way from York to the former Yugoslavia, and your face can be on it all. We need models for mops, lawnmowers, paddling pool accessories, bathroom tiles, staplers, and yes, even plain white t-shirts. So bugger off, Beckham, and jog on, Angelina Jolie, because we need people like you, who might be considered funky-looking or strange, to spruce up the everyday. We need people like Gareth Crawley from Birmingham. It all started when I picked up the phone and called 1800 Average. Before I knew it, I was the poster boy for deck chairs all along the southwest coast. I can't go within 100 metres of a seafront chippy without being recognised. And that's what I call fame. You can be like Gareth. Just pick up the phone and call 1-800-AVERAGE. That's 1-800-AVERAGE. Average Joe's modelling agency. Where OK is just fine. Welcome back to The Jab. In the studio joining us now is the two main uh, protagonists of the amazing hit show, Driving Me Nuts. Uh, so joining us is uh, is Greg Land and Colin Crumpin. Hi, fellas. Uh, all right, how's it going? Nice to be here. Oh, uh, hello. So, yeah, we've got a couple of questions for you guys, and one that we would all love to know is, what was your first car? Oh, um... Oh, my first car was an Astra Estate Turbo Diesel. It was a uh, uh, 1.7, and uh, well, yeah, my, my brother got it for me uh, uh, for nothing. He was like, you know, a bit of a wheeler dealer, and uh, it was uh, it was a rail tank. It, it, it was like it was like one of those really old diesels, who like, and it was it would like shake, and that's the gear stick. It, it looked like it had 17 gear sticks that shook so much. <laughs> it was a piece of crap, really was. Right, wow. That sounds sounds very uh, unhealthy. And, uh, okay, and uh, Colin? Uh, oh, my first car? Uh, well, I didn't get nothing till, uh, till a bit later on, you see. I'm more of a bicycle man, you know, two wheels and all that. But my first car was a G-Wiz. First uh, little electric run around in the city, it was. None of that could... A G-Wiz? You're having a laugh? That's not a car. It, it is. None of that congestion charge for me, you know. You were there in your bloody diesel, stinking up the place. Hey, mate, yeah. hey, come on, oi, oi. It's like one of those little things kids get at Christmas with, like, you know, uh, pretend, like, 4 by 4 like they're going down Miami Beach or something. That's rubbish. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, I, I had a load of those when I was a kid for Christmas. Brilliant present. Yeah, yeah, you could fit bloody, like, uh, I don't know, you could probably fit an hamster in there, and that's about it. Look, Greg, we're all trying to move towards being more sustainable these days, so, you know, I don't see what's wrong now. I was ahead of the curve, is the way I see it. Okay, guys, okay, okay. I can see that's a bit of a sore point there, but uh, thanks for that. Uh, so we'll move on to the next question. Um, so since the show began and, and aired, how's your, how's your life changed? Let's start with, uh, with Colin this time. Oh, well... It's been brilliant, isn't it? I mean, you know, I was with the band and everything, you know, scrumping for love, going to number one and all that. You know, it's only just boosted us even more on the world stage. People are always coming up to me. They recognise me everywhere these days. You know, I'm always popping into the shops. Can't go down an Audi without someone giving me a deal all the time. I bloody love it. You know how I love deals and such. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. I mean, you know, who wouldn't want that? You know, I went into Nando's the other day and... Got free piri piri sauce on my chips, didn't I? You know, oh, it's brilliant being a star. Oh well, well, well done, Colin, for getting free piri piri. Doesn't it always free you, Wally? Oh no, she said that she. Oh, oh, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Oh, see what I mean? See what I deal with? Honestly, well, 
Okay, for me, let's leave this idiot aside. Oh. And his, st- his stupid band. Have you heard it? Oh. Well, <laughs> you know, it's pretty big in Sweden, Greg. I mean, I don't see, you know, what about you and your your team? You know, you said about you wanted a TV show, but uh, oh, nothing's come of that yet, um, is it? Hey? Oh. We, we, excuse me, we saved the freaking world, yeah? So, you know, your music, it, what? I'm sure, like, if there were drowning cats or something, they put it on. Yeah? Well, anyway, no, just keep but... quiet, will ya? It's my turn to answer All the question. All right, oh, God, so, here we go. Oh, yeah, well, that's right. Adults are talking. So, uh, well, since uh, since the show uh, went on air, uh, yeah, you know, I've been I, the, the phone's been busy. You know, we've uh, we've hired a receptionist to answer our phones, and uh, well, we upgraded our equipment to find more, uh, you know, um, astro projectual uh, presence around. You know. Haunting houses and castles and such. Eh? And me and Yvette Fielding, I'll tell you what, we're uh, we're tight as a uh, as a you know tight thing. And uh, yeah, so things have been pretty good actually. And um, you know, I haven't really missed being a driving instructor at all actually. Oh, right, you and Yvette Fielding, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's jealous, are you? Yeah, jealous. Oh no, but you know, you're just just saying. I mean, you know, she's a very famous woman. I mean, I'm sure she's. Hangs out with a lot of people, you know. I don't see why you're so special or anything. Well, yeah. well I don't need to explain myself. I know we are tight, all right? You, you, you and your bloody piri-piri, mate. That's your best friend, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know, look, there's nothing wrong with a love of Portuguese sources, Greg. You know, I'm quite, you know, rounded around my culinary palate. And, you know, maybe you should do yourself a favour and move away from the, you know, the chips and curry sauce all the time, you know? I got an idea for you. Why don't you move to Portugal? Do us all a favour. And maybe I will. You know, that's actually the second highest selling um, country for Scrumbling for Love. So, you know, maybe I will. Eh? Well, well, if, uh, if, because obviously we're on radio, you can't say I've got my fingers crossed. Can we, uh, yeah. Sorry, are we going to be here much longer? What's, uh, what's going on? Oh, just a couple, just a couple more questions. Um, uh, so, um, some people, uh, some people saying the demonic elements of the season finale uh, was fake. How how would you respond to that? Well, I fake. Would... Oh, oh, Greg, you're quite vocal. Will you go first. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, well, good, good. How fake? I can't believe it. what. I, I mean, I'm, uh, look, just because there wasn't a camera there, and it was just a microphone, doesn't mean it was fake. Uh, uh, you can't fake things like that. You know what I mean? It was absolutely insane and. You know, you just weren't there, were you? It's like, I, I know, finally you know what those guys from Narma were all wanting about when they say you weren't there, because it was... I mean, Colin, tell him. Well, no, no, look, I mean, you know, Greg and I do have our differences, but he is right, you know. I was under their spell, you see, you know, uh, but Mrs. D and everything, well, of course, she turned out to be a demonic demon from the seventh or tenth circle of hell, or wh- whatever it was. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think that most people will... We'll look at it and say, you know, it's a load of old cobs wallop, if you, if you excuse my language. Um, but, you know, I would say to those people that, yeah, they weren't there and, um, yeah. Well, actually, I mean, come to think of it, there was that pie that everyone was, was eating and, well, I don't know, you know, I mean, I did my fair share of, uh, you know, naughties and, uh, well, I don't know. Actually, maybe, oh, maybe the pie had no. something to do with it. Um 
No, hang on a minute. What are you saying? What are you trying to say? Colin, don't... Well, you know, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here and just see it from both sides, you see. um, You've got too close to the devil already, mate, so I think you should just chill out here. There was... There were, you got you dragged us into that, and me and my crew, we basically saved the freaking world. So all I'm going to say is, to so that question is, you're welcome. Right, um, well, you know, there was all that damage that we didn't really clear up after all that, you know, and, you know, come to think of it, um, yeah. Actually, yeah, maybe we should just leave that one to bed, shall we? Hmm. Well, just one last question for you guys, and you'll be out of here. Um, so we wanted to know, if you were going to start your own Top Gear-styled show... Who would your third presenter be? So, you know, we've got Colin, Greg, and... Who else are we thinking? Greg? Um... Well, yeah. Uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, oh, right. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, she's quite nice, isn't she? Oh, hmm. She's mm, bloody lovely. Yeah. She's amazing. She's, like, beautiful, really clever, really good at martial arts and kicking people's heads in. And she can act something proper, so she, I bet she could drive a car well good, if not, I right, can teach her. Right, right. Well, I was thinking, oh, God, blimey, third person. We only pick one, can't we? Um, oh, what about Paul Daniels? He's pretty good, weren't he? <laughs> Paul yeah, Daniels? Yeah, you're entertained, what? you know, between the shoots, do a bit of magic and all that. I love a bit of magic. You don't get much of that on TV these days, do you? <laughs> P- Paul Daniels? Of all the people, Paul Daniels. Paul- Oh, I'm sorry, you know, that, you know, oh, I'm sorry I didn't pick someone who could stare at their arse. Oh, excuse oh, me, know. I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. Yeah, that we is... all know what you were thinking, Greg. I mean, look, excuse... it's 2021 these days, and, you know, people have rights. And it's what? my right what? to pick Paul Daniels, all right? <sighs> yeah, well, that would be one lame bloody TV show, wouldn't it? <laughs> you two, yeah, bring on about Debbie McGee. Well, I mean, there, there, now there is a woman, you know, <laughs> Debbie she, McGee. Uh, yeah. Look, this, look, look, this is what I got to deal with. It sums him up, right? His name's Colin for one. Secondly, What's he had that? a G. Excuse me, I'm talking. He had a G whiz, and he picked Paul Daniels. <laughs> well, look, right. You know what I'm saying is maybe he could do his favour, make you disappear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you think about that. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, what, what in it? Well, this is ridiculous, I'm, I'm off, this is stupid, okay. I can't handle this anymore. Okay, okay, oh, 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 and he's gone. Yeah, uh, good riddance to you. So, um, you said there was going to be some biscuits, but, um, seems like there's only tea. Any, any chance of a hobnob? Get the huge new book by Jeffrey John Science. Titled, It's Science Everywhere. The book takes you on a journey. A journey through space. And by space, we mean just space. Ever wondered about science and where it is? Has it surrounded you like a tactical SWAT team ready to shoot facts in your face? Well, look no further and buy this book. And find out where it is. A book like no other. Written 
the stars. The Daily Mail are calling it insightful, yet insidious. Neil deGrasse Tyson says, it's a prime example of a failed education. No One Reads magazine was blown away. This book is explosive, but it's possible we read a different book. Exclusive foreword from the man himself. Hiya, it's me, Jeffrey John Science. I've got a new book out. It's called Science is Everywhere. Oh, is Science Everywhere? The book includes a foreword from the critically unacclaimed author. Yes. The book is available from all unknown bookstores from around Greater Manchester and Blackburn. Hang on, it's supposed to say, Science is everywhere. Oh, flipping heck. Uh, what are we gonna do? Guys? Oh, Sarah? And welcome back. Uh, that was quite the eye-opener. But now, actually, we have a message from another special guest, Jeffrey John Science. Hiya, it's me, Jeffrey John Science. I, I'm just talking here. I'm just on my way back from Mars. Uh, I, I'm going to be on next week's show, so I'll just sort of give you a quick message to say... Um, I'll be escaping from me uh, decompression, depression, just in time for next week's show. And I'll be telling you all about my trip to Mars. So make sure you tune in. ta Jeffrey John Science there. What a character, eh? What a real, what an actual character. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to meet him, actually. It's been, um, you know, he's, he's always been at sort of an arm's reach, but we finally yeah. managed to get him on the show, so... I know, we tracked him down. I mean, yeah, it's a long way to come back, but we got him, you know. We couldn't get Brian Cox, but, you know, we got the next best thing. Yeah, I think, you know, and I, I know that Brian Cox hasn't been to Mars, so I think we'll, um, we'll you know, we we should get some real good insights into his journey and a general outlook on life, because, you know, he is the personification of science. He is, mate. It is everywhere, as he says. My mantra now, that is my mantra. Science, it is everywhere. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, the things he comes out with, it does make you think, you know, when you think about space being just space. It really does. Well, that's it, you know. These are the things that people just take for granted, I think. At face value, they just seem like utter nonsense. But when you really think about it and delve down into it, you know, you can see, you know, you get a little peek of the genius, you know. I mean, look, Einstein, Galileo, they were all called nutters for their time. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. They were mainly called heretics, but, you know. Same <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's. I think this, the genius is in the simplicity of it all. You know, when you look past the facade of um, intellectualism and you look into real simplification of things, it really does actually make you think more, yeah, makes you think inwardly and... And, uh, and look at the world in a slightly tilted approach. Hmm, definitely. Well, I do look forward to that. But yeah, I think we've pretty much covered all our little um, points that we wanted to uh, discuss this episode. And um, anything else you would like to add, Rob? No, I just think I'm looking forward to next week's uh, episode. And uh, yeah, it's been nice to recap the last year, really, because it's been so long since we had a little chat. It has. And, uh, yeah, and it'd be nice to see where, where it goes from here, really. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, that's it. Watch this space. And, uh, yeah, tune in next week for Jeffrey John Science. 
But for now, we leave you with our final thought. It's the final thought. Just think about it. Who left that window open? Uh, what are you still doing here? Oh yeah, we're not doing that anymore actually. Sorry. Um, bugger off.